Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Alma College Histories and Mysteries. I'm Madeline, and today we are doing an extra special episode celebrating our college's diversity. Here with me today is a very special guest straight from our own Asian Student Union. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Um, my name is Charlene A. Oligario. Um, I go by Char on campus. Um, I'm a second year student, and I am the president, well, co-president of the Asian Student Union. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. So first question I have for you is, how have your experience has been at ELMA, specifically with the Asian Student Union and the work you do with the other Asian students? Um, it's been very interesting. Um, honestly, it's a lot different from my high school experience mm -hmm. in general, because I feel like now, now that I'm older, I'm more welcome to speaking to people. Yeah. And in high school, I actually went to a more diverse school um, awesome. compared to Alma College. Yeah. yeah. But I was a very shy kid. Mm -hmm. So even then, like with the very small population mm -hmm. of Asian students, I still didn't interact with them as much right. because identity issues and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just hard for me to speak with people in general. But now, um, mm -hmm. last year, I had a very amazing role model mm -hmm. um, for Asian Student Union. She was the former president, and she got me on board as the vice president last year. Mm -hmm. And it was just really amazing to just watch her lead because I learned a lot from her just through her actions. She cared a lot about her peers. And I think now as the co-president, I'm kind of channeling the things that I've learned from her. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun getting to know the other Asian students that come to our meetings, come to our events, because it's been really cool just having more friends in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you hope to be that same role model for the other Asian students on campus that your former president had been for you? I really do, because I really want our events to be a place, a safe place for everyone to just come and hang out. I know in high school, I since I didn't have a lot of interactions with other people, I was very lonely. Mm -hmm. So here, I'm trying to be as open as possible for other people, knowing that there are probably people who were in the same boat as me mm -hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. Now, I have the very great pleasure of serving with Shar as her vice president of the Asian Student Union. And... I can vouch for how dedicated she's been to that organization and how much the organization as a whole, as well as the other members, have benefited me as an Asian student who really went into a majorly white school and decided to embody that and not really come to terms with my identity. Um, oh, shoot, I had a point. <laughs> um, do you think that your college experience would be different drastically or only a little bit with if you did not have these experiences the sh with the shared experiences with the other Asian students? I think it would be different because without the Asian Student Union um, group in general, I think I would have stayed closed mm -hmm. off again yeah. like I did in high school, unfortunately, because a part of the reason why I feel so different um, and a part of the reason why I've grown so much is because of the right. Asian Student Union, Union on campus. It was a chance for me to meet other people and just be more comfortable 
with myself, with my identity. It really forced me to look at my individual interests and the things that I have been basically just suppressing, yeah. like just stop thinking about when I was growing up. So yeah, I think I would be a lot more closed off, but I'm really glad that I am not anymore. <laughs> well, I am grateful for the person that you are today. Thank you. Now, a very special thing that we do at the Asian Student Union is a lot of our members who regularly attend the meetings are international students. We have a good handful of them currently from Korea. Do you, did you learn anything from those experiences of working with the international students through the Asian Student Union? Yes. Um, it's very interesting because you'll see that the international students are also looking for a place, a safe place to just hang out. Absolutely. And just meet the other Asian students on campus because for some strange phenomena, <laughs> strange reason, um, I feel like a lot of Asian people flog to each other. Yes, we like who we look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've learned that it's also, oh my gosh, even through our events. Yeah. We just connect a lot with other people from mm -hmm. different countries through food. Yes, we do. It's so great. I'm really glad that we're embracing our love for food through <laughs> this club. It's really great. So last year, the Asian Student Union had a theme of food just for all of the events that they had, including having events for curry bar and ramen noodle bar. And then this year, we have unintentionally embodied that theme around food again. Last semester, we had had a Korean World Kitchen at the Multicultural House. Do you want to share something about that experience? Yeah. So again, we worked with the international students. Mm -hmm. um, the International Club actually also helped host it at the Multicultural House. It was really nice just to see the other Korean students um, show how they cook their food and just Again, it, it was a great way of having people actually gather because a lot of college students mm -hmm. are craving food. Oh, it's really, <laughs> it's a really great opportunity to just have them come over and just, in a way, just spend more time with people and yeah. see that, hey, they're, they're just like any other person. I yeah. don't know. I feel like a lot of people are swayed, uh, or they're this, um, Gosh, sorry. Um, I feel like a lot of other people are, in a way, um, scared of joining Asian Student Union because oh. they think it's just for the Asian students when it's supposed to be an educational resource for right. everyone on campus that's interested in learning about Asian cultures. And it's not just necessarily about food. Mm -hmm. um, last year, when we had a student panel, we talked about current events that were happening um, with COVID still being a huge issue. Um, there were a lot of just tragic events happening. Um, for example, like in New York, mm -hmm. there was a woman pushed off yep. of a train tracks. And we talked about that at our student panel. And we talked about the romanticization of some cultures, yep. such as Japan and <laughs> their <laughs> issues, like people's issues with um, just generalizing People in general, like, for, <laughs> because anime is a huge yes. thing, you know. And then the rise of K-pop, too. Yep, that was 
that was a good way of, I think, just bringing up these topics and having people just talk about it. Because I know people are aware of it, but yeah. sometimes they avoid talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good way to do that. And yeah, I just, I just want more people to know that Asian Student Union isn't just for the yeah. Asian students, you know, it's for people that are wanting to learn. Absolutely. And it's a safe space for that. Thank you for the great segue to my next question. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think that yourself as a person of color and also the various cultural organizations, especially the Asian Student Union on campus, have been received by students who do not identify within those groups? I think there's still definitely a huge, um, there's a lot of hesitation when mm -hmm. it comes to that. Um, I know that, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. Train's just being refueled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you think, would you like me to ask a different question? Yes. And we can come back to it. Yes, please. Um, how have your experiences as a person of color affected life in education at Alma? At Alma specifically? Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, um, I think it made me a lot more aware of how I interact with people in general and yeah. how people view me in general. Um, like I said earlier, like I grew up in a more diverse place um, compared to Alma. Um, but now that I'm over here, um, like even during our orientation and um, our first year, <laughs> first year seminar, I noticed how I'm one of the few people of color and it just made me think about how people perceive me and yeah. how they probably have all these different assumptions already about mm -hmm. me and what kind of person I am. So knowing that, I really try to just put my best foot forward mm -hmm. in, in a way um, to show people that, hey, I'm I'm more than these stereotypes. Yeah. You know? I'm going to echo a conversation that you and I have had a couple times now. Do you think that you had made any t intentional or unintentional choices to affect the assumptions or stereotypes that other students at Alma had already given you regarding your identity, whether you chose it or not? Yeah, I think so. I, I mentioned this when we talked about it, um, but I really have channeled um, being an art student yeah. <laughs> um, rather than just the the Asian one of the Asian students yeah um, and in a way it's it's great because um, art is one of my passions I'm an mm -hmm. art major um, I've done it my whole life I have always been attracted to the idea of storytelling and of just creating things with different mediums um, but yeah, I think in that sense, when I was growing up, it also, that was the reason why I was so scared of exploring my Asian identity. Mm -hmm. And I think now with the things that I know, it would be really interesting exploring my my identity through art. Do you think that having that chosen identity you gave for yourself for people to make assumptions of you on was a healthy thing for you to do? Or do you wish that people had simply seen you 
with the stereotypes they might have associated with your ethnicity? It definitely wasn't healthy, <laughs> I would say. I pushed down a lot of my feelings and thoughts because I was too scared. Mm -hmm. um, when I was growing up, I, I moved here in the States when I was eight years old. Yeah. And as I learned English, I started forgetting my native tongue. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really hard because I constantly thought to myself, um, am I losing my Asian side of me mm -hmm. in a way, which is such a strange thought. But as a kid, you don't really yeah. understand that the complexities that come with that. But I think that I wouldn't have changed the way that I acted. Um, I don't think I would have wanted people to see me as stereotypes right. either way. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a hard question to answer. <laughs> it is a very hard question because there are negative stereotypes of anything. It's, it's just a matter of whether you knowingly went into them. Now, you had talked about feeling like you had lost a part of your Asian identity. Do you think that any part of your time at Elma has either helped those feelings go away or increased them at all? I don't think they've made them go away, but... I am more aware of how I deal with them mm -hmm. because instead of just ignoring them like I used to, yeah. I am really just wanting to explore it more. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a hard thing to talk about in general um, because of the way that I grew up with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Um, in a way, I still kept in touch with my culture, obviously, um, through food, mm -hmm. because my mother would cook a lot of traditional foods that we ate in the Philippines. Yeah. But I feel like a huge part of it, of me feeling like I lost my, uh, a part of my identity was not being able to speak Filipino anymore because I can't really interact as much interact well with my family in the Philippines. Like mm -hmm. we still keep in touch, but it's all just, it feels very superficial. Like, hey, how are you? Yeah. What, what have you been up to and stuff like that? I can't really express myself as well as I can in English now. Mm -hmm. And it's just a hard thing to grapple with because I want to form these deeper connections with my family, but language is such a hard barrier to get over. Yeah. I know, I know the feeling. It's very awkward when you are around relatives who do speak that native tongue. And I experience this with my father and my grandmother. I always know they're talking about me, even if I can't understand the Korean. Um, do you feel like for that lack of language, you've become more American, but also probably the feeling of not American enough being persisting, persistent? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I know that when I was growing up, I, well, even to this day, I still struggle with the idea of, am I not Asian enough or yeah. am I not American enough? But the thing that I've realized is that I am both. Yeah. And it's just something to really sit with and just accept and just think about how I live my daily life. Yeah. Mm. You're going to be both no matter what. Yeah. Do you think that 
the Asian Student Union, going back a little, has helped you come to terms with that at all? Yes, definitely. I think being around people who have had very similar experiences as me mm -hmm. made me realize that I'm not the only one going through this alone. Yeah. Um, it's such a such an obvious observation. <laughs> obvious <laughs> observation. Oh my gosh. You're good. <laughs> um, it's so obvious um, talking about it now, but in the moment, it's hard to realize that. Um, but with Asian Student Union, I think that I've been very happy to like, just embrace the side of me that I've learned to suppress. Yeah. And a part of that was also because of um, my, our former president. She really taught me a lot of things. And the just the way that she embraced her culture, knowing that her family purposely did not teach her and her brother their language so they can fit in more, mm. just seeing her embrace that side of her was really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice to hear you say that you find... You join organizations like the Asian Student Union and find people who have those shared experiences as you. Um, again, because I <laughs> definitely felt that way. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, again, with the previous question of how those organizations are received by the white students on campus, do you think that those students are often intimidated because they don't share those experiences with us? Oh, yes, I think so. And I think also a part of it is because Specifically with Asian Student Union, we're a very new club and yeah. organization, so people still don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of setting up a reputation for ourselves through our food events. As we should. <laughs> yes, and it's a good seg segue to just attract people, and then later on, hopefully, we can bring more of the educational, educational stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think a lot of the hesitation still comes from the fact that we're still new. We were established last year by mm -hmm. our former president. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just hoping that people are more willing to come to our events through the food events. Yes. I think that our biggest event most recently for the Lunar New Year was a very successful event. It was, yeah. And a lot of that was because we, we did have a lot of food there. Mm -hmm. And that is our reputation. Is that a reputation that you are happy with keeping? Honestly, yes. I'm, I love food. I just, it's a... Uh, a quickest way to a man's heart, right? Or <laughs> any person's heart. Yeah, exactly. And um, food is one of those things that just transcends ge geological boundaries, just boundaries in general. And it's just a really great way to connect with people. Um, at Lunar New Year, it was really fun just making dumplings mm -hmm. um, with the help of Tommy from Chinese Club. That was really nice. Um, and we got a whole bunch of different snacks from yeah. the um, uh, Asian stores in East Lansing. So, yeah. I remember that you and I had gotten two little six packs of mochi ice cream. Mm -hmm. And when I brought them out of the freezer in the DI office, how many people rushed to get them. Oh, yeah. It was so exciting because that... Mochi ice cream origin originates in Japan, mm -hmm. and most of those people jumping on that ice cream were not Asian. <laughs> so that that little appreciation, mm -hmm. whether they know they, that that's how we took it or not, mm -hmm. is very nice to see. Yeah, it really is. 
Now, I'm going to go back to education a little bit because that's why we're here at Alma <laughs> College. We are students. Yep. Um, you are a first-generation American. <laughs> you briefly mentioned that while we were talking, and I am a second-generation American. So something that we have probably both experienced, how doing working a job that you love and following your dreams is a very American ideology. <laughs> it really is, yep. Do you think that... Um, your ethnicity or um, ethnic standards have affected your choice in a major or how members of your family or larger ethnicity have approached your choice in a major? Yes, all. it definitely has. <laughs> um, I was really pushed into choosing something related to math, related mm -hmm. to business, um, but I personally cannot do that. I, I it's just something that I don't connect with. And I feel like when, when I was making choices, like such as choosing my major, I really wanted to do something that I know I could do yeah. and that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom, my Filipino mom is very pushy. Yeah. <laughs> She's an accountant and she really wanted me to become an accountant like her. And Oftentimes we have arguments about my career choices and I understand her perspective. It's very complicated, but it's just the way that she grew up and her views of the world. She, I know that she just doesn't, she doesn't want me to fail. Yeah. But her methods of telling that to me is very harsh sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I know that she grew up in a very, poor family and that she, all her life she's had to work for what she has mm -hmm. and I know that she just wants what's the best for me but I feel like she fails to realize sometimes is that I'm I've learned to take advantage of the opportunities that I have and of the opportunities that she's been able to provide for me yeah and I have worked hard for what I want and sometimes like when I know that she is so focused on not wanting me to fail she she fails to realize the all of the effort that I've made yeah and it's just a very difficult thing but I'm very stubborn like her yeah <laughs> so I've stuck with my career choices and I think now through our conversations recently Mm -hmm. um, we've been getting better and it's just a, it's just a learning experience for both of us mm -hmm. honestly yeah. I think that your words just now could be very wise lessons to not just immigrant parents but parents everywhere mm -hmm. that if your children are taking advantage of the privileges and opportunities that you've given them they're not going to let themselves fail, whether mm -hmm. you believe yeah. in their career choices or not. Exactly. Yeah. Because we know the risks. Yeah. We've considered them, obviously, and we still decide to push through with what we want. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think at this point, a lot of students in your situation, all they want from their parents is their support. Mm -hmm. You've for sure. You've supported you for so long. Why can't you do it now? Yep. Um, that very heavy question to throw at you. Okay. Um, the one I just asked, not another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, <laughs> the double women. I think that 
the question I had just asked you about our previous conversation was a very important question to ask because I don't think a lot of American families have that perspective. Or if they do, they haven't heard it put in that way because it's not just a immigrant experience that your parents might not support you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially at a small liberal arts college, I know that there's feelings of like, I can't study the arts. I have to study STEM or business. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Alma College, we do love our art programs. Mm-hmm. You're obviously an art major. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have a wonderful theater department and choir program, mm-hmm. not to mention the band. A little mm-hmm. shout out to the arts <laughs> programs yeah. here. Um, mm-hmm. And what comes what it comes down to is that people are following their passions and doing what they love, mm-hmm. and they will find a way to keep doing it. Yep. Um, now, do you think Alma, Alma College, we love it here, mm-hmm. has been a good place for you? It has its ups and downs. Okay. But for me personally, I would say that, yes, it has been good for me. A part of that is just getting away from home. Yeah. I remember during our freshman year orientation, um, we had a little dinner in um, one of the gymnasiums. And I remember just sitting there surrounded by all these people that I did not know. And it was a very surreal feeling because it felt like for the first time, officially, I was completely alone. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it was terrifying, but yeah. also it was just very freeing. I was ex- I was very excited to be just by myself. I, I'm just yeah. that type of person, I think. And I was just really excited to live how I wanted to. Yeah. And I've obviously I've taken on many responsibilities <laughs> on campus, but yeah, I Alma College has been good for me personally. Do you think being a person of color um, has affected how you would feel about your Alma experience? I think it has. When I was choosing colleges to apply for, I did not actually consider the demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've mentioned, I ignored a lot of my identity yeah. um, when I was growing up. But now that I'm here, I realized that it probably should be something that I should really keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just made me think about how I approach all my classes, how I approach all the people um, that I interact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Elma College is inclusive? I think they're definitely trying their best, especially the the diversity and inclusion office. Um, mm-hmm. Asian Student Union works a lot with them. Um, so in that sense, I would say that it is inclusive, but again, it has its ups and downs. Yeah. yeah. How can we be more inclusive as a college? It's a very hard question. That, yeah, that is a tough question. Um, Honestly, I would say being more transparent to mm-hmm. students who do apply here with some of the issues. Well, obviously, like, they won't mention it outright because you want people to come here. Mm-hmm. But 
being on campus, I think an important thing is just being transparent with the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there something that you would like to see the college do for students of color, for Asian students in the academic sense? Like any classes you wish you would see or, um, or I know the diversity inclusion office is currently doing a spirit week for black history month. Mm -hmm. Do you hope to see that more appreciation from the academics and not just that office? Cause it sometimes feels like they're the ones doing the most of the appreciating of the diversity. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I would say it would be great to see more promotion of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the events, I feel like, are sometimes just advertised to specifically for people of color. I do, yeah. I do think I'm on a couple email chains that I don't think my white <laughs> friends are. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, um, it would it would be great to see more professors in general at events. I know yeah. people are very busy. Yes. But like once in a while, it would be it would be fun to see them. You know. Yeah. And um, at least have a couple of them mention it to their students. Yes. Because um, again, people are very busy, and so the methods of communicating certain events to students aren't always great. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, emails yes. um, they get buried a lot with just a whole bunch of other things but we managed in January to get one of our professors Dr. Boo mm-hmm. to offer an extra credit opportunity to students who attended our Lunar New Year festivities but Dr. Boo is Chinese do you think mm-hmm. that professors of color are more willing to support the students of color than than white professors I think in a sense they are because they know mm-hmm. that we are a very small population here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you think with the white professors then it's just um, a little bit of ignorance? They don't know how how much we'd like the support? Perhaps. And maybe, again, maybe they don't know about it, you mm-hmm. know. And that all just still comes down to the failure of communication yeah. once again. Yeah. Oh, communication. Now, before you'd wrap up, we wrap up, do you have any last thing you'd like to share with our listeners or with the students, faculty, staff of Velma College? Just in general? Yeah. All right. Um, there's a very cool show in the art gallery, gallery right there now. There sure is. You can yes. touch it too, right? Yes, you can sit in the chairs. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they're, they weigh... Um, couple hundred maybe more pounds mm-hmm. um, they're amazing they're ceramic I believe very um, colorful too yeah it, there's one that has plants inside of the chairs oh, real? like live plants yes oh wow and I believe you can change them but it's very beautiful mm-hmm. um, it would be great to see more people there just walking around um, I practically live at, in the art building <laughs> um, but yeah I think it would be cool to have people see that. 
Thank you for that plug for the Clark Art Gallery resident art student. Yes. <laughs> well, Char, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. This wraps up another episode of Alma College Histories and Mysteries. I'm Madeline signing off for Alma College History Club.